Unscripted. Unshackled. Uncouth. What you're about to hear is for mature ears only. It's Miguel Fuller. I would show anything. I'd show my hee-hee and my hoo-hoo oh. and my ha-ha. <laughs> Holly O'Connor. Hey, Daddy, you want to take this to the bedroom? <laughs> and Scotty the Body. I am officially not only the grill daddy, but I'm a hot grill daddy. Oh, wow. It's the Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast. Only from Hot 101.5, Tampa Bay's new hip music. Before we jump into what we're chatting about today, Holly. Hi. You okay, girl? I'm fine. I feel like you're about to wrestle a turtle. A turtle? A poor, innocent, happy-go-lucky, slow turtle. What mm-hmm. does that mean? I don't know. I don't know. Facing on Any thing. object you're going to wrestle the uh, corona palm tree we have here in the studio? I do want to kick that thing right in the freaking trunk. I'm, I'm sorry. You. I think that's my fault because mm. I think it's... My vibe is rubbing off. I'm sorry. Well, no, I walk into that thing like every it's day. Right by the it's door. right by the door, so it kind of brushes my head. And sometimes it's nice because it's like, hey. And other times I'm like, stop. Oh, here, I'll show you. Mm-hmm. If you're watching our <laughs> uncensored podcast, right by the door, you can uh, check out the Miguel and Holly YouTube page. But yeah, we have this giant Corona palm tree that we used for Cinco de Mayo. And like most things here, it stays in the studio for probably like another six months. I can move it today as soon as we're done. Yeah, with we this. still have those things. I said I was going to cut down when we did all the pinatas, and yeah. I'm like, why didn't promotions cut them down? Because you know we're not going to do it. We mm-hmm. don't even have scissors in here. We don't have scissors in here. No, mm-hmm. I'm angry about that. Oh, oh. yeah. I just, you know what? There's it still is? some candy on the floor from Cinco de Mayo. Holly. I don't want any candy. <laughs> Actually, I could go for like a nice piece of dark chocolate. But whatever. actually, that sounds nice. Yeah. Cocoa. Uh, I just have. I like. I I don't like to say this because I feel like a failure as a woman, and that's why it's like tr- super complex. I do happen to have PMS today. Mm. I don't like that. I don't like feeling this way for no reason. Right. And the reason is that you know, chemically, physically, whatever in my body is going on. I have like no patience. I'm very irritable, mm. and I can feel it. I'm also bloated, so, you know, that's just oh, like just the cherry on top. Right. Um, but it just sucks because, like, I never, and even all in my 20s and everything, I never wanted to use that as an excuse for anything because you know why. Men will take that, and they'll throw it in your face, and they'll be like, well, you can't be in charge of stuff because you're irritable and emotional. Meh. But we're like that all the time just because we're. Yeah, Whatever. sometimes, but it's just, it's just frustrating because I don't I, I don't want to be affected by that. Right. And honestly, sometimes I'm not, especially at work. Like I would say it more so comes out of my personal life because my person and I now realize there's a there's a a very logical system to follow. Mm-hmm. Um but I just everything is irritating me today. Mm. And I just feel and I understand, like I get it. I I get this is why it's important to normalize talking about you know, what can happen with PMS. Somebody on the uh, one of our platforms said that it might be PMDD, which is a more severe form of PMS. Oh. Mm. Um, but I don't like it because it makes me feel very out of control. Mm. Oh, yeah. You know, like I don't have control over this. I'm just right. feeling this way. And I can I can control how I react, but it's a lot more difficult to do so when everything in your body is like, nope. Mm. Work against you. Not today. Right. We're not doing this. Like, I, here's a quick, 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 quick story about how, like, this is a prime example of how I'm just really irritable. There was a freaking cockroach in my house this morning. Like, you know, early AF, 
It's dark. I'm just, I could barely see out my eyeballs. I'm trying to get my coffee put together, and I turn the light on in the kitchen, and when I turned around to go get the water for the coffee, this damn thing crawls right out like it's just owning the place. <laughs> Hello, Holly. Good morning. Like, Welcome to my house. I was like, really? Today we're going to do this? And the, uh, there was a cockroach like a month ago in my shower, so it was just, it's, I'm, now I'm like, ugh, I have to call pest control. I have to call a cleaning company. Like, I have, now it's like for real. Mm. So anyway, I get, I've, Fix the cockroach by grabbing a big, like, gallon jug of bug spray that I keep in the laundry room. Mm-hmm. And I sprayed the thing to death. Then I had to clean up the floor from that. But what I ended up doing was I just put the bottle, the gallon bottle, right down on top of that cockroach. So I killed it with poison, and I killed it with a weight. Mm. At that hour, though, I'm like, I am not... I'm going to be late for work. I do not have the capacity to clean up a dead cockroach right now, so I'm going to leave it there. Mm. I left a note for my family. I said, do not pick this up. I will clean it up when I get home. Right. And we had an MNH fan member that wrote um, a message and that I just took the tone really wrong. Oh. I mean, you famously, famously yeah. will read any email. Yeah. In a negative tone. Oh, yeah, when, because I always feel like someone is trying to be rude or right. something. Right. Well, like, we'll both get the same email, and I'll be at home, and you'll be at home, and I'll be like, oh, my gosh, they're going to help us out. And then you'll text me and say, did you see what this bitch wrote us? And I'm like, well. I- well, I always assume that it's not good. Right. Uh, so this woman, okay, luckily she replied well. But she wrote, and she was like, so I was listening to Holly talking about this roach she killed this morning and left there for later. Well, hate to tell you this, but even after they're dead, they can still lay eggs. I work for a cleaning company, so I come across a lot of pest control companies, and every one of them has said the same thing. Sorry, I wouldn't leave them laying around anymore. And then this face. The sideways. Like the side eye. Right. I was like, Mm. you want to come for the way that I had to leave the roach in the morning? Oh. So, but I was like, luckily it's smashed and there's a gallon container of bug spray on top of it, which I'll clean up when I get home. She said, LOL, okay, good. Mm. And I'm just like, now I know she probably wasn't trying to be rude. Yeah. I fully realize that. Right. But like in this moment, I don't need to hear that a, that a dead roach is going to lay eggs in my house. Mm. See, and it's all about how you, what you're going through, how you interpret it. Because if I would have got that message, I would have been like, oh, wow, I didn't know that. She's trying to be helpful. And the side eye emoji, I would have felt like, yeah, I know, girl. Yeah. Those damn cockroaches so pesky. Hope that helps. <laughs> Whereas you read it as her being like, you dumb bitch. How can you possibly not clean that up in the morning? Yeah. But see, mm. when I'm also in this space... Uh, another thing that happens to me is I think I'm the worst parent on the planet. And mm. sometimes I start to go in this little fantasy realm where I think that my daughter should just live full time with her father because clearly he's the better parent. Oh, like, you are. You're in it. I like you I, are I don't think you that are. right now. Right. Like, but a lot of times when though. I'm in this space, I have so much hatred and disgust for myself that I just can't. I can't even I don't even know how I'm a mother. So anyway, that's what it feels like. I'm excited that we're here. Yay. Well, you know, this is actually the perfect segue to what we're about to talk about because May- Man, I wish y'all wouldn't have made me get into it. Now I just feel worse. What does that sound? I'm rattling a pen. Oh, I was like, what is that? Um, building about the fall. I was like, girl, with this studio, anything could happen. Uh, May is Mental Health Month, 
And so I thought it'd be cool, um, you know, with the next few weeks to spotlight different types of mental health services mm-hmm. that are available to you here in Tampa Bay and beyond. And we have a Miguel and Holly fan member that has a really cool service that I've always been curious about that's actually had a lot of success recently. Um, Johnny is on the phone. Johnny, how are you doing? I am pumped up. Thank you guys for having me. Absolutely. So we've been Facebook friends for a long time. And when you sent me a message, I was like, you know, I see his post, but I don't know who, I don't know if we've met, if it's just because of the show, but I see you talking about this and I haven't really dug in about what it is, but it has to do with uh, mental health. Mm -hmm. So tell us this story. Yeah, the well, do you want to hear my personal story or the story of what we're building? Uh, let's do the personal story first. I want to hear about what led you to create this. Yeah, so I'm, I'll am i just start off by saying I'm the last person to think that I would be working in mental health in my 20s because when I was in my teenage years, you couldn't pay me to go to a therapist's office. Oh. I just couldn't do it. I had mm. so much self-stigma. I judged myself so much. I had such a negative connotation around what I knew I was experiencing, but I was in total denial. Mm. And probably around early high school, I finally saw a therapist. Uh, My mom basically forced me to go, and I was diagnosed with schizophrenia, bipolar 1, OCD, PTSD, like you name it, and I had it. Oh, wow. You got like all of the things. I always say I was diagnosed with the whole alphabet, Yeah, all the acronyms. Wow. And then I immediately started taking, um, I started treatment, but I also started taking psychology courses and it was actually in an effort to prove my doctors wrong. Mm. I even took it as far as going to UCF and getting a psychology degree. And of course, during my studies, I realized that all my doctors were right. And Mm. I was just being, I was judging myself so much that I couldn't admit to myself what I was experiencing. Well, and at that point, too, like, let me give yourself a little credit. Instead of just judging yourself, too, those are hard diagnoses to accept. Right. That's not something that any person wants to be like, oh, I have this. Right. Got it. Accept it immediately. Love it. Let's talk about it. Very difficult diagnoses, too. Like, it's like anybody, literally anybody, thinking to themselves, oh, wait a second, my whole life that I lived up until this point is not really what I thought it was. Mm. It's very difficult. So you that is totally understandable. It was, it was actually kind of a relief over the years as I studied, though, because at first, like a word like schizophrenia just freaked me out. I yeah. pictured like, you know, criminals or, or people in straitjackets. And then as I read more about the diagnoses, and I mean like in literal textbooks, I was learning like, oh, actually, a lot of people deal with bipolar one. A lot of people deal with OCD. And over time, I started recognizing like, hey, even if 1% of the population is dealing with this, this is like millions of people. I yes. could be, There could be other people in my classroom right now that have the same diagnoses as me. Yeah. Mm. Huge. Wow. And so once you figure that out about yourself and you're like, all right, I'm not the only one, what happened next? So we, I I used to perform and teach improv comedy in Orlando and then in Tampa after that. And we did this um, Orlando Indie Comedy Festival, and it was to support a local comedian who had died by suicide. And um, it was a fundraiser for NAMI, the National Alliance on Mental Illness. They have a, they have an affiliate in greater Orlando. 
And we presented this great big check, like this novelty check to NAMI Greater Orlando. And they said, yeah, we use advocacy to help people learn about mental health and the resources that are available. So I literally, I still remember this. I like chased this lady down the street at like 3 a.m. in downtown Orlando. And she's walking with this big novelty check. She probably thinks I'm going to rob her. And I run up to her and I say, hey, um, I'm in treatment right now and I'm in school for psych and I want to help. Like, I'm not better yet. I'm still working on a lot of stuff, but I want to get involved. And she's like, cool, start volunteering. And that, that was literally 10 years ago. My 10-year anniversary with NAMI was this week. Mm. Wow. I love that. And so what happened between then when you were in treatment and you realized all of this to you starting this organization? Well, there were – I started – doing public advocacy, like speaking at events and conferences and schools and stuff about mental health, just kind of helping people understand what diagnoses look like and breaking that stigma. And then I started leading peer support groups at home. And then I was actually on tour with my band at the time and we're traveling all over the U.S., a different city every night. And I was doing these like little mini peer support groups in all these cities. And then I created a digital version that was called Not a Therapist, and that eventually became what exists today, which is Cope Notes. So I, I've always had a heart for peer support, but Cope Notes is just the first version that could actually scale to meet the needs of more people than I could be in front of at any given time. So what is it exactly? So Cope Notes, we, we use text messages to improve mental and emotional health. That's the simplest way I can say it. Mm. So exactly what does that mean if I know that I'm having some trouble uh, and I haven't really seen a therapist yet, but I, I can recognize that I don't feel well and I don't feel like I used to, and then I just come across your cope notes, what happens then? So if you go to our website, which is just copenotes.com, easy to remember, and you sign up, what we do is we send you text messages that are written by peers with lived experience. So it has that peer support base, but the messages are also reviewed and approved by mental health professionals. And these texts could be psychology facts or exercises or journaling prompts. And whatever it is we send that day, we're sending at a random time. And you're the only person in the world to get that text at that time. And over time, it trains your brain to think in healthier patterns. So if you've ever read about neuroplasticity or cognitive restructuring or brain training. This is exactly that, mm-hmm. but with a laser focus on mental and emotional health. Okay. That makes total sense. So you are literally retraining your brain. Yeah. We always say what we used to say earlier in the early days of Cope Notes was it's brain surgery without the scalpel. Mm. I love that. And so what has happened since you've had this uh, going? So we, we launched over three years ago, a little over three years ago now, and it started out with just a couple people here and there using it. My mom bought a subscription, um, you know, like friends and family using it. And then now I'm looking at our website and we have 18,287 users in 94 countries around the world. So it has like definitely ballooned and it's all been through like word of mouth, people just sharing it with each other. And now we're starting to do more contracts with like school districts to get Mm. it in the hands of students. 
and even governments to get it in the hands of some of their local like foster and veteran mm. and just social agencies. That's great. I mm. love that dissemination process. I never saw it coming. I never saw myself doing holding meetings with like state governments. I mean, I'm mm. uh, people who don't know how I look, I'm covered in tattoos. <laughs> Uh-huh. And I'm like having meetings with county commissioners, and I'm like, should I have worn a suit or what? Right. No, you got to be you, and Absolutely. that's exactly what people want. <laughs> that's what people want. I love it. What have been some of the success stories, Johnny, that you've experienced with Cope Notes? They honestly, a lot of people ask me like, what keeps you going? Because anyone who's built a startup knows that it's extremely challenging. And the answer is always like the testimonials and reviews that we get. We literally have a reviews tab on our website in the main navigation. And part of it is so people can see the impact. But I got to be honest, part of it is so I can remind myself why I'm doing this. Mm. And whenever I get discouraged or frustrated, if the deal doesn't go through or I make a mistake, I go to that reviews page and I'll read, you know, people saying their marriages have been you know, restored because of the Cope Notes text, or um, they checked into rehab for an addiction because of the Cope Notes text. Like, there's some truly unbelievable stories. And what I always tell people is, like, I didn't choose to send that text to you at that time. Like, we built an algorithm that does that. And we use artificial randomization. So it's not like we're the genius. You're the genius. If you interpret that text that way and apply it to your life, you're the one that's making the difference, not us. We can't take credit for that. Mm. That is so awesome. No, I love it. That it's, I mean, and I feel like especially when I'm thinking about being a teen and being on social media and all the pressures that are on there and, you know, your parents can say all they want, you know, you're pretty or you're this or you're that. But when you're a teen, you're like, well, you have to say that. You yeah. don't truly believe that. <laughs> I literally said that all the time to my mom. Absolutely. You're like, you know, and so, but the, then to receive a message like this and it could be one of those moments where you're just feeling super down on yourself because you're scrolling through Instagram and you're saying everybody else is doing something that you're not. Mm. And then this text comes in. I can't imagine how that would start to change the way that you think about yourself and your life, and that truly you're like, all right, so this wasn't my mom. This is something in the universe saying, look at this situation differently, you know? I I love the concept of that. We always encourage people, like, when they get a coconut text, to just ask yourself, you know, if I'm the only person in the world who's receiving this text at this moment, why me? Why now? How does this text apply to my life? And we've even had parents say to us, like, you know what? I tell my kids this stuff all the time and they just don't listen because I'm their mom. And then they'll buy their kid a gift subscription. And then the kid is saying, Hey mom, you know what? I got this really cool text. And the mom will be like, I told you that seven weeks ago and you didn't listen to me. Yeah. And it is important to have that like impartial third party source to provide that positive reinforcement. So for you, how has this changed your life? You know, we talked about your personal life and how, you know, at the beginning of this, you discovered that you had been diagnosed with, you know, uh, these issues and you've obviously worked through them. But how has this helped you and how have you managed juggling all of that? I love how you were like, how has this changed your life? And I'm like, this is my life now. Mm. It's, it's actually incredible as, a, as something to hold myself accountable, right? Like I have to constantly educate myself about new 
data and psychological trends and self-care. So I'm every single day, it's kind of like looking at your looking at your reflection every day and recognizing the areas of yourself that need improvement. And it's tough to do that on a daily basis, but it's also like the best accountability partner is providing support for somebody else. And then you realize, wow, I need to step my game up in that category because I just told them to, and here I am breaking my own rule, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm. That makes sense. I love that. That is so fantastic that we are putting technology to use in such a great and powerful way. Mm-hmm. That's I love it's so that. Funny to hear people say like the phone is the enemy, and it's like what, I'm I'm literally talking to you two right now on a phone. Mm. Like you can use your phone for good. I always use the the analogy of a hammer. Like you can use a hammer to destroy something or to build something. Mm. Like the hammer isn't good or bad, and the same is true with the phone. The phone isn't the enemy. It's how you use it. It is. It is, and it's so easy to go down a bad path, but with mindfulness, you can turn it totally around and use it for such good things. Amen. I'm, I'm curious, real quick, before we close out with you, Johnny, what is the one misconception about mental health that you sort of want to shake the world out of believing and saying that this is, this is different? It doesn't have to be this, this way. This is a myth. Yeah. yeah. I'm so glad you asked that. So I I already gave a TED Talk about one misconception, so I don't want to cover that, which is just that there is no overnight cure, and we're all searching for that, and there just isn't one. Um, But I want to touch on a different one. I would bet my entire – I have a sneaker collection. I would bet my entire sneaker collection that 85% of people who are listening to this conversation right now are thinking, well, this this more applies to my coworker, or this more applies to my sister. And that's the biggest misconception is everyone's pointing at the person next to them saying that mental health applies to that person Mm -hmm. and not them. So what I want to mention is if you have a brain, which if you're understanding the words that I'm saying, then you do have a brain, and it's inside of your skull, then that means you should be taking care of it. So you don't need a diagnosis to start prioritizing and improving your mental and emotional health. You can start that immediately, and there are no prerequisites. Mm-hmm. That is fantastic. Well, Johnny, thank you so much for what you're doing yes. to help get the message out about mental health and for sort of walking us through your journey and, and how you got there. Um, how can people find you and Cope Notes? So I'm on, you know, all the normal social media besides Twitter. Um, and then as for Cope Notes, if you just go to copenotes.com, there's, you know, we have a podcast on there. We have subscriptions there. My TED Talk is on there. And there's also a contact form if you guys have any questions. So I think our website, just copenotes.com, is the best, like, one-stop shop. Wonderful. Perfect. Well, Johnny, thank you so much for what you're, you're doing. And thank you so much for taking the time to uh, chat with us during mental or uh, mental health awareness month. Yeah. And I just want to say quickly, like you guys didn't have to do this. You guys can use your platform for whatever you want. And you chose to shine a light on mental health and not everybody does that. So thank you. Absolutely. We are happy. So happy to do it. Well, you have a great day. Okay. You too, guys. Now, Holly, as someone that has really dug into mental health, uh, how does that that strike you? I love it. I love it. And it's 
it's just great that he was able to. Well, I mean, look, you heard him say it doesn't happen overnight, right? Right. So his first stint in even volunteering with NAMI happened 10 years ago. And then over the course of many years, he's built this. And then it kind of went for a while. And then it kind of finally blew up. Like, none of this stuff, nothing having to do with mental health does happen overnight. And, you know, it's almost like some people aren't ready for all of it. And you got to dip a toe in. And that's okay as long as you're starting the process. And I feel like this is a great, his, his entire business and his business model is a great way for people to almost start that process without feeling like, I don't know, overcommitted. Um, mm, or like you're not just having to take off in. that big, like, I got to find a therapist and I've got to yeah. pay the money. It's just like, just yeah. let's just start with this. Let's start right. with this. And it's such a great way to ease yourself in, I guess. It seems like, I mean, I haven't been to the website yet, but it mm-hmm. sounds amazing. Um, but it's so true. And I... I have been a proponent for a long time that, like, everybody needs to go to therapy. Not that I'm saying you should, like, leave everything in your life and just go now. But he's right in that there's always something. There's something Mm. that you're carrying, and it's not helpful to you. Right. And so hearing someone else talk about it um, and hearing someone who has all those diagnoses and then has, over the course of time— and I don't want to say what was the word you used that I was like oh, I'm hesitant to use that word. Um, I don't I don't remember what it was. It's like a constant daily battle. Mm, you know what I mean? Right. You've never really just you're not ever just like if you break your leg, you go through the process mm. and you get a cast and then your leg heals and it's almost stronger than it was before and then it's like it never happened. Mental health isn't like that, especially if you have mental disorders. It's a constant daily thing that you wake up and choose to work at, fight through, deal with, manage. And so that's another reason why what his website and his texting platform does is because it continues the journey. Right. It's never like, okay, I checked it off on my list. I'm good Mm. now. So that was a good reminder, I think, that it does take every, it's like a daily, something you address daily. When I think about, when you look at the pop culture lens of this, uh, someone like a Kanye West, yeah, who, you know, he'll have a year or some months where, you know, he's being a genius Kanye West and he's making amazing music. He's being an advocate. He's making sound decisions. And then all of a sudden it's like he chooses not to take his medication, not to focus on that. And he leans into it. And then all of a sudden he's running for president and he's revealing very intimate details about his daughter and his mom, right? It, you know that you can't take back. He's having a mental health crisis, and right. he's not. He's choosing not it. to address it in that moment. Yeah, it's and, it's tough. And a lot of times, I think I tweeted somebody this the other day. Um, I happen to know like a lot of different celebrities' mental statuses. I was talking about Pete Davidson the other day, right on the air, and um, it's a constant process. And like your example with Kanye. We, the people, the media, whoever, collectively, we're always like, well, Kanye's Kanye. He's going to just be the same all the time. Well, none of us is the same all the time. And then especially for him, he's got, you know, bipolar disorder, which that is a constant fluctuation. And if he chooses not to accept and manage it, that's an even further fluctuation. Mm. But then we're still being viewed by the same lens of, well, Mm. it's just, it's really weird. And but but the biggest thing for me that I've no, that I've 
really understood and grasped over these past few years of doing the deep dive is to accept whatever it is that you have. If you have something, maybe you just, you know, you're just interested in it and you feel like, you know, and you don't have any diagnoses or anything. But even if you're like a caregiver or if you know someone who has something, the acceptance and acknowledgement of it is everything. Mm. Everything. And that's what he lacks sometimes. I think Kanye does. Right. Because there's an acceptance, but then it's like, not going to acknowledge it today. Right. Today's the day I'm just like, you know what? I don't want to deal with it. And I mean, as a person who doesn't suffer from that or have to deal with it, I don't know what it's like. Right. So I can't. And the, it's make- so it's tricky because that particular disorder sometimes works against you. Right. And it's like, but I feel great. Right. For example, when you're like in, in every, it's a scale, obviously, yeah. like mm-hmm. any other thing. Like you might have mild symptoms, you might have severe symptoms, but sometimes the mania in general can make you feel like this is fine. It like tricks you. Mm. It's like, I'm fine. Right. I feel better now than I've ever felt in my life. Why would I manage something that there's nothing wrong? Right. So right. It, like actively like, <laughs> Fs you up sometimes. Yeah. But um, it's still like that's especially when it's so important to be like, no, I acknowledge that this is not right. Mm. This is my brain tricking me. I love that. So you can check that out. Uh, Cope Notes, uh, Johnny Crowder, mm. I believe is how you say his last name. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you so much for uh, joining us on the show today. We've what got a, a cool thing. Absolutely. Uh, Scott, what's all of your social media information? At Scott Tavlin, S-C-O-T-T-T-A-V-L-I-N. Holly. Radio Holly, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. Mine is Miguel Fuller, M-I-G-U-E-L-F-U-L-L-E-R. Also, if you'd like some Miguel and Holly stickers, you can always shoot me an email, miguel at hot1015tampabay.com with your information, your address, and name. And please leave us a review on Apple Podcast wherever you listen and rate us. Give us a, a five-star rating, please. It really help. And if you don't, well, just don't leave us a rating. If, if you, <laughs> you think don't it's less do, than five. We want five or nothing. Exactly. That's it. Five and all. All right, we'll see you back here Friday. Catch up up with the previous episodes of the Miguel and Holly Uncensored Podcast from Hot 101.5. Just hit up the Hot 101.5 app, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Search Miguel and Holly Uncensored. Uncensored.